0: This is the Mid-South's conservative blowtorch, the mighty 990 KWAM.
1: Let's talk money. Let's do it. It's one of my least favorite topics, but one of my favorite segments. Explain how that works. Explain how that works. My guys over at Financial Consulting Group, FCG, Bill Gerner, Senior Portfolio Manager, and Joey Sulipek, a Registered Investment Advisor. Guys, why is that the case? Because Dylan and I were talking after you guys were in here last week, and we said, we've learned more from that segment on a topic that we absolutely hate than about any <laughs> other one. So let's pull you guys in a little bit longer. So maybe it's the bullet points. You break it down mighty well. Well, and we're lovable. Yeah. Joey's a very nice guy. So is Bill.
0: Yeah, sometime.
1: Well, I think too there's a lot of stress. Like when you talk about your budget, when you look at your bank account, I have this thing where I have to let my sister log into my Bank of America account before I do to tell me how bad it is. And she's she is a um uh, an accountant. So it's right <laughs> up her lane. So she will give me. You can get on your app, and it gives you a pit in your stomach. So a lot of people just don't want to talk finances. No,
2: and you know one of the things we love doing is breaking it down so everybody can understand it. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who want to talk way over everybody's head. Uh, you get too much into the industry jargon, and at FCG we believe in kind of communicating it. You know, walking you along with it.
1: Can I ask you something out of left field? Because we discussed topics ahead of the segment, but there was a conversation I had last hour with Fox News contributor Liz Peak. and it got me thinking, and I wanted to throw it at you guys and understand why there seems to be more confidence in the stock market with this current election cycle that we're in right now. And here's what she had to say about the lack of confidence with the current administration.
3: You know, uh, you know, people speculate one of the reasons the stock market is going up is they see maybe a Trump victory, and Trump was good for business. So doesn't surprise me that Jamie Dimon came out positively, but it should make some people who just reflexively say, oh, I hate Donald Trump. He's so crazy. I, I had that the other night at dinner. I was like, oh okay, I don't really want to spend all night arguing, but why is he crazy exactly? Why are MAGA's uh, extremists? Because we don't want 8 million people coming into our country with no vetting whatsoever, uh, because we don't want government spending so over the top that inflation reaches 9%. Or we don't want babies being aborted at nine months. Tell me what's extreme about that, and I'll listen to you. But they haven't, you know... Unfortunately, there's this visceral hatred of Donald Trump, but maybe Jamie Dimon and others will begin to say, you know what, Uh, I don't like the way he said it, but he was right.
1: What do you make of that, Bill? Confidence rising with a potential change switch-up of the administration. I I think the market's
0: up because of Trump, because he's ahead in all the polls, and he's going to drill, and we're going to have more oil, and everything evolves around oil. As long as he stays ahead in the polls... You'll, you'll see the stock market, I believe, hang in there because earnings are coming out uh, for the end of last year, and the earnings are coming out good. We have 75 companies reporting earnings this week, uh, S&P 500 companies. So uh, everything involves around oil. So you keep drilling, and we have a surplus of oil It's going to help this country. And also, Trump's a proven product. I mean, he's reduced regulations. He's pro-business cut taxes. That's what this country needs.
1: And she was referring to the CEO of JP Morgan, who was at Davos of all places. This was not CPAC. And he said, listen, we cannot write off Americans that are still supporting former president Donald Trump because there is confidence right now in the market. And I thought, wait, just public sentiment by Americans could actually affect and influence the stock market. Is that Is that possible?
2: Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. You know, just like with politics, what she just described were emotions. People have this, she said, a visceral emotional reaction, either, you know, strongly for, strongly against Trump or politics. The economy is the same way. Uh, You know, stock investing is largely based on what do we expect to happen in the next six months? So what are our feelings about that? Is it a feeling of hope or is it dread? Do we see things improving and we want to catch that wave or do we see things worsening? And we have had a tough run under this administration no matter what your politics are. Things have been ugly. You know, there's lots of reasons, but it has been ugly. Um, but as we see an election year coming in, and this seems to play true every election year, if the sentiment is, is hope, then people think, okay, we've got better chances at, like Bill said, energy, uh, business, Maybe now is the time to pour more money into investments, and then they rise. So, emotion
1: Very plays a big role. Very interesting. Learn. One of something quick new things,
0: this I mean, you think about windmills. What do they run off of? Oil. Mm-hmm. Everything evolves around oil. I mean, in these electric cars, and in the, in, when they had the cold weather, they couldn't get them charged. I
1: mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah, interesting. All right, we just wanted some clarification on that because. Rarely do I get a political guest weighing in on some finances, politics, combine them two, and ask you guys. wanted to get your thoughts on that. Another thing that I'm curious to see if you guys have seen. Now, Gen Z has a bad rap right now. We are careless, not just with our dating and not just with some of our relationships, and I'm looking at Dylan over there, Uh, but with our money. Well, There's a new trend. I was on TikTok the other day, and I saw this thing called loud budgeting. So guys, did you do the research? What is loud budgeting and why are Gen Zers falling for it? This
2: one actually made me smile because so often TikTok tells me depressing things about our future (laughs) and our young people. (laughs) This was actually encouraging. And so loud budgeting is a trend that's happening now with younger people on TikTok, on social media, Ben, Mm -hmm. where they are posting how they are being humble, and frugal with their money because they are going, you know what? All of this wealth and uh, pomp and circumstance I'm seeing on Instagram and TikTok, it's all fake and unobtainable. It's, it's almost like it's an awakening to, okay, every, every post can't be with a money gun and a Lamborghini. I can't do that on my budget. So now I'm going to go in the other direction and, and talk loudly about, I'm going to save. I can't go eat out every meal. So this new trend is actually encouraging to me that we might be seeing some type of at least small cultural shift back to reality and away from the smoke and mirror of what social media often does, which is deceive you but, and it is
1: all fake.
0: But Joey, why should an individual budget when the government doesn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the reality. And you look that's at right. some of these. You look at some of these kids on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see it. They may do a, a beauty haul. And that's where they go to Sephora or Ulta or they go to their favorite clothing store and they come back and they s- lay it out on their bed and they go, this costs me this much money. What I've seen more recently, our kids are now going to secondhand consignment shops, which I did not see this generation doing. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to your point. We can't afford the basics in life. Maybe it is time to start budgeting and we're going to be okay doing it because we're all in it together. Hey, Ben,
0: there used to be a thing called the layaway. Do you, do you know what that is? Now, that's when you go to the store and you want to buy a TV, you put it in the layaway and each month you pay on it till you get it paid off and then you get your TV. But now everything's instant. You get the TV now, you charge it on your credit card and you pay 20 percent interest. So mm-hmm. it's just a different world we live in. I
2: think I think it might be also part of a much needed correction. It's just like, you know, in the atmosphere, when it gets too hot, too hot, too hot, eventually there's got to be a correction. There's got to be some cold air coming in. I mean, it's just how the, the system works around the planet. What I'm hopeful of is that what we're seeing are the first signs of maybe a mental correction between this, you know, everything I see is on my phone and everybody's doing great and attractive and thin and you're holding your phone up high and it's a great angle and I've got this great, and that's not the truth. People take 800 pictures and choose one. Maybe we're finally starting to see people wake up and go, there's no way for me to finance this uh, lifestyle I see the Kardashians living. Yeah. Let me wow. be a little bit more realistic for me.
1: Well, there was a institutional service director with TJM, guy by the name of James, and he did react to this headline, which is up on Fox Business talking about loud budgeting, and he said... This concept is appealing to the TikTok generation because it is different. And you kind of just mentioned that. He said there's a certain shock value in people declaring that they are not going to be following the trends of the Kardashians, but will not be splurging on small things or other services. And it could be true. We are very, maybe sometimes too transparent, but it looks like right now we're just opening up about our realities when it comes to our finances.
2: This is a quote I read yesterday. Same thing. The new desire is to be authentic and true, and that by rejecting overconsumption and consumer debt, we are empowering ourselves. Loud budgeting is empowering because you're basically admitting, I can't live that fake social media lifestyle that's being projected, and so I'm going to take that power back by saying, let me start being more frugal and saving. Now, how do we get them to
1: start voting differently? <laughs> I'm doing opinion, you guys are not. But that's the frustration thing. I mean, I go out with my friends and they find out what I do for a living. And they go, how can you vote for that side of the aisle, the Republicans? And I go, because I want to go out in two years. Right now, we go out on a Saturday night. You drop $60 just to go to a tin roof. you got to pay a $20 cover. Like, everything is inflated. So where will that change in maybe their voting behaviors another big topic is student loan and debt forgiveness it sounds nice but it's not happening it's not happening they could try that and the administration is doing that this u.s supreme court came out and said that's unconstitutional you take out the loans you're gonna pay it back Right? it's a just,
2: tough reality I, for these kids listen and and i want to hear bill's thoughts on this as well but all of this boils down to branding and marketing Everything you just said, the friends you go out with who have opinions about politics, they have bought into somebody's brand on politics or on Trump or Biden. It's all that. Let's boil it down to emotions and branding and marketing. When you dig down enough to vet something or be discerning, quite often your opinions change. But we have a, we have a population that is dumbing itself down through just
1: reading snippets yeah. of biased headlines. They need more Dieter. Is it true, and I'm going to ignore that, uh, is it true (laughs) that voting behaviors and patterns change as students get older, these kids grow up a little bit, go into their 30s? Have you seen that? I I
0: think it does change. I think as they get into the world and they get a job and they see their taxes and they see what's going on, it certainly has an effect on them. But the schools now... They don't they teach you what to think, not how to think. Mm-hmm. And you really have to learn to think for yourself and and not be these professors uh, try to drill down into these people's brains that it should be this way and it's not wow. correct. That's a listen that's a great line. He just said, I've got two in college. and that's true.
2: Largely, Even on Southern, which would you would think would be more conservative universities, mm-hmm. they're teaching you what to think and not how to think, and we've got to correct yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and think critically. And if you're struggling thinking critically, that's okay. That's why you need to call my friends over at FCG. Here's their phone number, 901-309-2680. Now, they're going to assist you with all of your questions, and one that they've gotten multiple times, and I got a listener email about a thing like a 401k or an IRA. And if you would like help managing that, because you might wake up one day and realize you have money in somewhere that you could be using and you just forgot about that, want you to give them a call and find that money. And that is over on their website. You can find out more information, fcgtn.com, fcgn.com
0: One thing, turn your volume up. Whatever you do, Generation Z, W, whatever it is, you need to save something each month. Hook or crook Find a way to do it
1: <laughs> Well said Couldn't say it better myself Guys we got a scoot More on the other side Don't go away